All right, welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today, the podcast is brought to you by Buds and Leaves. Buds and Leaves is a full-service licensed dispensary in Vic West. They can service you for all your medical needs for uh, medicinal marijuana, CBD. Um, I use the Buddha Stick. This is a CBD extract topical cream slash stick. It's kind of like a deodorant thing. Uh, I use the Smile Spray. The Smile Spray is fantastic. It's discreet. You can spray it in your mouth on the street. Nobody knows what the fuck you're doing. And the CBD pills. I love these things. I take them before bed. And if you want to get real fucking crazy, you can get some of that dry herb too. And you can roll yourself a fat little joint and you can get higher than giraffe pussy. But if you want to get that stuff, make sure you got a medical marijuana card. And you go over to the www.budsandleaves.com and check them out. We're also brought to you by Monster Headphones. They're the best headphones in the business. Go over to www.monsterstore.com and check out the selection of headphones that they have. I have the iSport Clarities. Or sorry, I have the iClarities. I have the iSport uh, over-the-ear ones. And I have the iSport earbuds. Now, I personally like the iSport ones because you can sweat in them and they're, they're kind of like sweatproof. So, you can fucking work out in them, run. I wouldn't recommend jumping in the pool with them on. You might hurt yourself, but uh, go over and get some Monster Headphones, www.monsterstore.com. We are also brought to you by Box Runner Shoes. They're the best boxing shoes in the business. They're lightweight, durable. You can use these fucking things outside to do CrossFit, run in them. And they got the best ankle support in boxing. Ankle support is key in boxing. Uh, pivoting and all that kind of stuff. You need you need good ankle support. We're also brought to you by Onnit. If you guys go over to www.onnit.com and go check out the Onnit 6. The Onnit 6 is a bunch of workouts that you can do in a half an hour in your own home and get fucking shredded. And while you're doing the Onnit 6, you might as well jump on a keto diet and try out the Keto Box. All the stuff that's in the Keto Box is selected by Aubrey Marcus and Brendan Schaub from the Fighter and the Kid podcast, former UFC fighter. And they're the best keto products that you can get on the market today. And they package them all in one box so you guys can try them. So you sign up. It's a monthly subscription type deal. Uh, I do know... That they ordered a thousand keto boxes. The the thousand sold out. They ordered another fifteen hundred, and uh, there's only about two hundred of those left. So head over to www.onit.com and get yourself a keto box. Today's going to be a a little bit of a different kind of show. I didn't book a guest today. I wanted to try to do this on my own and talk to myself, and uh, and see kind of how how it would go. We had a we had a big fight on the weekend. Manny Pacquiao stepped back in the ring. This motherfucker's had so many goddamn fights, it's not even funny. But uh, he stepped back in the ring and took on the WBA welterweight champion, and uh, and ended up finishing him in seven rounds with a with a nice uppercut. Now Manny looked fucking great in this fight. Whether it was Manny looking great in the fight or it was his opponent making him look great. I don't know. I wasn't in the ring, but uh, he looked real good. He was patient, fast. He had good footwork, good power. He knocked him down in the third round and the fifth, I believe. But uh, good fight for Manny. Congratulations to him. Another world champion. The guy's won so many goddamn world titles. Now it's not even funny. Uh, I'm sitting here in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. It is hotter than fuck. 
It's not even nice right now. And I'm in training camp, and whenever I enter something like a training camp or or where I decide I'm going to lose a bunch of weight, I always get fucking sick. So right now I'm dealing with one of these summer colds, and it's uh, it's wreaking havoc on my lungs, which uh, which kind of sucks. I've been coughing up a lot of phlegm and shit. So you're going to hear me or see me on YouTube drinking a fuckload of water today because I'd like to get rid of this thing. Now, the reason I wanted to do the show by myself today is uh, I've gotten notes because I can't remember all the shit that people ask me, but I wanted to answer so I I want to answer some questions that people have asked me and uh they're they're fairly relevant to to what's going on today in combat sports, I guess. But it's hard for me to get through the questions with a guest. And I think I'd like to start doing the show a little bit more on my own without having to rely on a guest coming in and, and all that kind of stuff all the time. So um, there was an incident that happened between uh, Brendan Schaub and Dana White where there was some tweets or some Instagrams or some shit where uh, Brendan Schaub had kind of, he jumped to uh, Francis Ngannou's defense where he was saying that Francis needs a pep talk from the boss, not uh, not for Dana to be shit-talking him. Now, I'm trying to pull up, I think it was on Instagram that I seen it, but uh, it got pretty heated pretty quick. Brennan Shaw. So, Dana had said that uh, Brennan doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and that he had a shitty MMA career. Realistically, he did not have a shitty MMA career. He was in the top 10 in the world for a long time. So, yeah, basically Dana said that Brandon doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's a bad business person and whatnot, which if you guys listen to the fighter, the kid, the the fucking the below the belt podcast that he does now, which is done by Showtime, which is on Showtime as well. He's doing pretty fucking good. And uh, he's got a, a good stand-up career where he's selling out places all over the world. But this is what uh, Brennan wrote back to him. He said, this is hilarious. Yes, Joe Rogan is one of my best friends and has played a significant role in my post-fight career. No doubt you're right about that, DW. <laughs> Darkwing Duck. <laughs> uh, two TV shows, sold-out worldwide comedy tour, two successful podcasts, and just booked my first major movie. I didn't know that. Uh, good for you. Super grateful. However, if it weren't for the Fertitas loading your ass or loaning your ass millions of dollars, I'd say loading your ass. I <laughs> uh, was uh, loaning your ass millions of dollars to invest into an idea that wasn't yours from the start. You wouldn't be shit. How's it feel now once the real businessmen slash brains left the UFC and it's been a shell of itself with you at the forefront? You've tried it all. CM, the CM Punk experiment, begging for Brock to come back uh, and praying for the next Connor text to come in. Tough job to do when Lorenzo without... Brennan, you got to fucking learn how to write. Tough job to do without Lorenzo holding your hand, making sure you don't mess it all up. Can't feel good. You'd be a cardio kickboxing coach in Boston in your late 40s, hoping to grab a ticket for my stand-up front row 
if Lorenzo Fertitta didn't save your ass. Also, this is no way... (laughs) Also, this is no way Eskimo brothers should talk to one another. Last warning. Um, Brennan did address the situation again on his podcast, Below the Belt, where the first 10 minutes of the show, he, he talked about about what happened and then uh they kind of got off that topic then he went back on the topic again for another fucking 45 minutes and then like he first said he wasn't going to shit talk and then he kind of shit talked like he wasn't insinuating that dana white was a bad guy i think he was insinuating that uh that fighters usually don't have a great relationship with dana white as their boss because dana white runs his company through fear tactics and it it worked up until a certain point. I have to agree with Brennan on, on what he said. Um, do I think that something needs to change in the UFC to get it back to where it was? One hundred percent. The UFC is a is a shell of its former self. Like in the heydays when Chuck Liddell and Randy Couture and Tito Ortiz were all around, those were the those were the best days in MMA. Now, did they have the skill that the guys do now? No. The guys that are in the game now are so much better than what they were even five years ago. But they don't have the proper marketing behind them. So they're trying to build superstars with like Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey's, and and Brock Lesnar's. But these guys, they did it themselves. Brock Lesnar's a fucking freak of nature. He could walk down the street and take a shit and he'd be a superstar. He's fucking huge. And he's athletic. He's a, a Division One wrestler that was in the WWE doing fake wrestling for God knows how long. People love him. Ronda Rousey, she got famous by talking shit and armbarring the shit out of people and breaking arms. Conor McGregor got famous by running his mouth. Now, if Conor never ran his mouth and he just was in the UFC knocking fools out would he have been as famous as he is now getting a hundred million dollar floyd mayweather fight no so these people come along once in a generation and i don't think that a company can make somebody go to that kind of stardom through their marketing i think the fighter has to do it themselves but that's neither uh, who the fuck am i to talk right but uh really uh Brendan Schaub, I don't think he actually harbors any resentment towards Dana White. I think Dana's a bit of a spaz and uh, and speaks off the cuff a lot. So hopefully they can figure it out or not figure it out. I actually don't give a shit. If they want to keep arguing online, that's a, that's a great day for me. I love watching it. What was the next thing? Brock Lesnar in D.C. I, we've kind of talked about this on the last episode with uh, Luke Spicer. Um, DC right now is the greatest of all time, not on steroids. Uh, John Jones is probably the greatest fighter of all time to step into the octagon. But as for the new rule set with USADA, uh, DC, George St. Pierre, and, uh, I have to throw Conor McGregor in there. Um, there's a, there's a ton of guys. Anderson, uh, Anderson's on steroids, so he can't even go in there anymore. But the man to get in there and do it all so far has been DC. He's won two. He's held two titles in two different weight classes simultaneously. 
He's defended the light heavyweight title I don't know how many times. But then when he beats Stipe Miocic, he knocks out Stipe Miocic in the first round. And Brock Lesnar enters the ring like it's some kind of rip-off of WWF fucking Saturday Night Entertainment or some bullshit. And he puts his hands on Daniel Cormier. And he's yelling at the security staff because they're touching him. Excuse me, sir, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Now, Brock Lesnar got in there, disrespected the whole heavyweight division, Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic, and Lord knows whoever. He said they're shit. I hate to tell you, Brock Lesnar, you're not the greatest fighter of all time either. Sure, you got good wrestling, and you're a massive individual that can lay on top of people and drop fucking fists the size of toasters on their face. But Cain Velasquez beat the shit out of you. Alistair Overeem's beat the shit out of you. Um, You took a fight with Mark Hunt and and tested positive for steroids and then got banned by USADA. Would I like to see Brock Lesnar compete off of steroids? 100%, because I don't think he's I think he's a shell of himself. Now, if he's going to fight Daniel Cormier not on steroids, he's in a whole hell of a lot of trouble. On steroids, it's not a bad fight. So, do I like the fight between them? No, because it doesn't make fucking sense. Oh, back on this on the Dana White shit. Like, I, I mentioned fear tactics, so he, he shit-talked... Francis Ngannou, sorry, I forgot to mention this stuff. Um, Ariel, he got Ariel Hawani kicked off of the Floyd Mayweather fight thing. For what reason? I don't know. He just hates him for some reason. I don't know why. And uh, Robin Black has has an Instagram page where he did these one-minute breakdowns. Now, the UFC has gone and taken possession of that page and deleted it. Come on. If anything, Robin Black's trying to help the sport, and uh, and you guys are just you're taking away free publicity. You don't pay that fucking guy. The the best thing you could do is take his one minute breakdowns, send him a message, say we're putting these on UFC.com because people need to see them. You just got a free breakdown from probably the best guy in the business to break down a fight. What else we got? Uh, our guy, Kevin the Soul Assassin Ross, he uh, he fought in Bellator against Canadian Gabriel Varga, and Kevin put his title on the line. Unfortunately, Kevin didn't do so great in the fight. He got knocked out on his feet by Gabriel in the first round, and uh, and Gabriel Varga went on to win the, uh, the Bellator kickboxing title. Good for him. Congratulations, Gabriel. We have had both those guys on the, on the Spice of Life podcast. And uh, Kevin Ross was guest of the year, but hey, we still support Kevin. He's a fucking fantastic guy. Uh, people want to know what I'm doing for Fight Camp. Fight Camp is a uh, is a different animal. Now, I don't ever really stop doing anything. Like when I had knee surgery, I had to stop for a while, like a month, and take time off, and then get back. I was still in the gym with a fucking knee brace on. Like one of those ones that go from your dick to your ankle and my leg stuck perfectly straight and I was still trying to do things. I don't ever really stop, but fight camp is different. Our everyday life and training is you can, I kind of eat and cheat and do whatever I want to a certain extent. Fight camp, um, I, I, at 35 years old, I got to watch what I eat and I really got to watch what I do. 
Like I have to remember that I'm not 20 years old anymore. And if I fall down and stub my toe at 35, I'm going to be all right. But if I hyperextend my elbow or my shoulder goes out, I've got some I got some work to do to get that shit back together. So I really watch at this point what I'm putting in my body. I watch my water intake, uh, make sure I'm well hydrated. I warm up a lot. I spend a lot of time warming up, like 30 minutes, just to get my body moving. Uh, running, running sucks. I hate running. It's got to be the most boring thing on the planet, but it's got to be done. I like to go to the workout gym and I like to get on the elliptical machine and uh, I like walking on an incline. It does, I don't know, I get a real good burn in my calves for it and I don't, I don't have a problem staying on my toes for 10 or 15 rounds at the gym. So I like to do those things and it, it tends to shed the weight off me pretty good. Uh, after knee surgery, I was about 243 pounds. I'm down to 214, 215 on a bad day. But we're going to hang around, around, like, right about that weight. Because to, for me to put on five pounds, it's fairly easy to, to compete at heavyweight. And then to go down to cruiserweight, it's not a terrible chore for me to cut back on on some of the food that I that I ingest and, and get down to the 200-pound mark. That's fairly simple. Uh, but other than that, fight camp's going good. I've got some people around me that, that help out. Um, I'm able to make phone calls to people, talk to people, get them to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. And I do live in a small town, so uh, bodies is usually hard to find. So I'm going to have to start traveling out and, uh, and finding some bodies that I can put my hands on. But so far, so good. Everything's going well. I'm not hurt. And that goes right into the next question. My trip to Calgary. A lot of people seen that I took off to Calgary. I had to go and pick up a note from my surgeon that I could give to my doctor here. He had to, I had to go there physically because he wanted to check my knee and make sure it was solid. And uh, so I could get signed off that I could get a fit to fight note. I got it, which is fantastic. So I'm good to fight, which is great. But while I was in Calgary, I got to stop in and see one of my good friends, Steve the Dragon Claggett. He's getting ready for, what is it, the IBF Intercontinental title fight. So right now, Steve has the North American IBF Intercontinental, or IBF title, and now he's going for the Intercontinental. So he's taking a step up in the IBF rankings and, and challenging for that. So that's fucking great. And Steve's always fantastic to talk to, so I stopped into the Southpaw gym, and I seen him, and, and we got to hang out for a little bit, which was which was always it's always fun talking with Steve. Um, next question was uh, Devin Reddy. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Devin Reddy and well, it's more of Devin Reddy's dad and Lino Santoro have been going back and forth at each other. And Lino's been doing some some Facebook live videos with De- about Devin and his dad, which is all good. Like uh, Devin, I don't really know. It was just Devin Reddy question mark. So Devin Reddy's a boxer for Ducati. He's ten and zero. Um, somebody dubbed him as the next Canelo, which is uh, a little ridiculous. But so is calling Michael Short Mister Boxing. That's pretty fucking stupid too. Way to go, TSN fan 960. 
Uh, Devin Reddy says uh, he wants to compete with Flavio Michel and uh, Rafael Santoro. Uh, those fights don't go real great for Devin. Now, are they going to put Rafi and Devin in a fight right now against each other? 10-0 against 3-0? Probably not. But Flavor Flav, he's, uh, he's free game. But realistically... Uh, Devin, Flavio will take you out within three rounds. You can't take his punches. You're not slick enough. You do a couple of things good, but listen, you're a great guy. I like you, but don't fight Flav. It won't turn out great. Um, As many of you know, we do have a regular segment on here. It's called 10 Minutes with the Boogeyman, Adam Braidwood. People want to know where the Boogeyman is. So, a little while ago, Adam went over to Quebec and uh, competed in a fight against Simon Keane. It didn't go his way. Unfortunately, some some extenuating circumstances happened before the fight. And uh, I'm going to accumulate the loss to that. Now, Adam's laying a little bit low. He got a real good cut above his eye. That has to heal. Are we going to see him soon? 100%. Is he going to come back better than ever? 100%. Um, we took a little bit of time off the show to reassess. We want to see. We Listen, we can't chase people all the time and pick fights. We could, I guess. But it's not a great look. The reason we did it with Simon Keane is Simon Keane was number one. Now, Simon Keane has competed in the Olympics. He's been around for a really long time. His pedigree of boxing is there. Adam's realistically been around for a couple of years. At least in the boxing scene. We all know him from the Edmonton Eskimos or his extracurricular activities. But Simon was a, a big step up in competition. Adam wanted that fight a year ago right after the, the Eric Martel fight because Simon talked shit about him. Which is which is all good. That's how we get usually get business done around here. But yeah, Adam's laying low. We're gonna take some time off the show, and uh, he'll be back. Trust me, he'll be back. Yes, Adam and I are still friends. We're still very, very close. We talk every day, so nobody's got to worry about that. Uh, some people were very worried about Dario. Swimming in the canal with alligators. I'm not going to lie. I was worried. I don't know why it it would possess that young man to jump into the canal with a floaty where it's infested with fucking alligators. Really? I think he needs to fight. He needs to get back, get his ass back to Montreal where there's less things that can kill you and uh, and get back in the ring. I think he's bored. That's And hanging out with Anthony Chiappetta is not the greatest fucking idea of all time. That guy's fucking crazy. So, yeah, Dario, let's stay out of the alligator, the alligator invest, infested canals. Like, go chase some armadillos around or something. They've got to be at least a little bit less hung. They can't hurt you, I don't think. And stay away from the fucking geese. Uh, My relationship with Luke Spicer. Um, 
the thing with Luke Spicer, it's uh, it's different. Um, I haven't known Luke all that long to tell you guys the truth. I've known Luke for three or four years. I first met him when uh, a mutual friend of ours, Ryan Mahan, was getting ready for a fight. He wanted us all to come in and do some sparring with him. So, uh, so Luke and I, we did some rounds against each other, which were good. Luke was not in the best of shape, but he's got skills. So they didn't go great for him, let's be honest. But uh, that's where our friendship started was there. And then uh, I talked him out of training at this karate-esque kind of kickboxing place where he was before and coming down to Arashido and training with me and uh, Advan Olmec and, and Ryan and all the guys that were there in Red Deer. I got him to do that. We got a new sparring partner out of it who was good. And, uh, and the relationship escalated from there. Then I got hurt. And uh, I blew my knee. And uh, I didn't really know what to do with myself while I was laying around. So uh, I wanted to start a podcast. He uh, he had expressed some interest in the podcast before. And I realistically just went out and got, got some microphones and a, and a laptop. And, and we went at it. Now... We've been close over the over the past few years where there's life advice exchanged and uh, serious talks and funny talks and all that kind of shit. But when Luke left the Spice of Life podcast and we dissolved that show, our relationship basically tapered off to nothing. Where we'll get uh, an odd text message here and there, a phone call. Which is all good, man. Like we're not dating. I don't need to fucking let you know. I don't give a shit. <coughs> He's busy with work. He's got a new girlfriend that's moved into his house. Uh, they've got uh, some extra mouths to feed around there. That, that's all good. Uh, people are they're wondering why we don't talk. It's just it's one of those things. People grow apart sometimes. It doesn't mean we're not friends. And I know some of you were upset about that friendships are like seasons thing which is sometimes luke just speaks out of his ass there's nothing i can do about that i'm sorry i'll if anybody wants me to punch him in the face i will you just send me over a thing and uh i will punch him directly in the face uh what else we got small town living (laughs) i've been asked a few times how i liked living in a small town I actually really enjoy living in a small town because I don't like people. Uh, it might be hard to imagine, maybe, because I talk to a lot of people. But yeah, I, I don't like people very much. They piss me off, especially traffic. I get fucking irritated. So I do enjoy small town living. Now, the downside to small town living is if I want to compete, I'm going to have to travel to go get, get sparring. I can get in work here. That's fine. But sparring is a, is a different story. I'm going to have to go up to Saskatoon and hunt down Gary Copas or or go to Edmonton to get in rounds with some guys, which is fine. But that's the only downside so far. And maybe living beside my wife's sister, that's kind of a pain in the ass too. My nephew's always over here harassing me, causing shit. But other than that, I enjoy... 
The uh, the small town living, I like that. Where did HD Derek come from? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so I went into the Swift Current Boxing Academy and I started training in there. And then it came out that I had a podcast and Derek is kind of like a, a website builder, online marketer type dude. And uh, he started listening to the show. He wanted to get involved. So I needed help at the point. Like Luke wasn't doing fuck all. So I needed help. I, I don't know how to make videos. I don't know how to do any of that shit. It was a hard enough learning curve for me to be able to come and produce a podcast with not knowing how to do it. And then uh, the demand for content on the internet is uh, is very high and I can't turn out just myself the amount of material that needs to be tried I realistically don't think we turn out enough material now but I cannot turn out the uh, the material quick enough or as good as quality as Derek can do it so uh, I don't pay him so that's uh, that's kind of where Derek came into play he enjoys doing it. Sometimes I yell at him because he's late on shit. But I have a hard time yelling at somebody or giving somebody shit when I don't pay like I don't pay them to do it. So uh, whenever he gets around to doing the stuff, I, I I'm usually very grateful to that to him for for doing that kind of stuff. He's very involved in the gym where we're at. He comes in every day to train. Uh, is he he's is he the most athletic guy on the planet? Fuck no. Guy's fucking 41 and he has red hair. Like, you don't get more unathletic than that. Gingers are notoriously fucking unathletic. I actually don't know if that's true, but this guy is. So, shout out to to Derek for all the hard work he does. Uh, who will be in my corner for my fight? Now, we haven't inked a fight yet. We're working on a couple people for September 7th. Hopefully that can go through. Who will be in my corner? I have no fucking idea. Um, Scotty Olson is a guy that I have a lot of respect for. And it hurts my feelings a lot when we, we have these. Uh, Scotty's in the legendary category in boxing, in my opinion. When we have these fucking legends that everybody forgets about. Like this guy is a world champion. He defended a world title five times. Yeah, maybe he's only five foot three and 120 pounds or whatever the fuck he fought at. But he's still a world champion and he's Canadian. He he went to the Olympics. He won the Commonwealth Games. So Scotty Olson would be a guy that I would ask to come in my corner out of respect. And I'd like to see him walk down. I'd like to see him walk out one more time. Maybe not with gloves on, but uh, I'd like to see him. I think that would be a good day for him. Um, Lino Santoro has expressed his wish to be in my corner. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, the other guy I would ask would be Ryan, the real deal Ford, if he's in town to, to be in my corner. I've known Ryan for a really long time. We've done rounds together. We've, 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 we've put in work together. Um, he would be another guy I would ask. And if Adam Braidwood would be uh would be around 
I would I would have him in my corner 100%. But other than that, there's no there's nobody set yet. I haven't asked anybody cuz realistically, I don't have an opponent. Um and not having an opponent is a, is a weird thing because a lot of people fuel off of the light at the end of the tunnel. Now, sometimes the light at the end of the tunnel is it could be anything. It could be a pizza on Friday. It could be you're going to get 20 bucks when you're done this. Or the light at the end of the tunnel for me to get into shape is to, is to walk to the ring again and get to compete. So am I going to get into fight shape and for September 7th? 100%. That's going to happen. Because maybe if the fight doesn't happen September 7th, if something pops up in September or October... And then if I'm not in shape for that, then I, then I can't take it. So it's one of those things where you got to stay ready and then, and then get in there and just, and just do the damn work. But yeah, we're going to get ready for September 7th. Hopefully that can go through and, uh, and we'll get the business, uh, bad guy boxing stuff. Uh, a lot of you people like the bad guy boxing hats if you want to buy them just go over to www.finalshoppodcast.com and go to the store you can buy all the bad guy stuff there we got shirts we got a whole bunch of shit the fuck is this oh people sending me fucking emails uh yeah you can go over to finalshoppodcast.com and go to the store, and you can buy all the bad guy boxing stuff. You can get the purple hell hat. You can get the, I don't have the shirt in here, but we do have shirts that are ready. The bad guy boxing stuff with the logo on the back of the shirt that Daniel Redfern did. What else we got? We got lots of hats. There's lots of different. We got the boogeyman hats. We got red ones now, too. We got black and white. Shit, look at that. Three boogeyman hats right in a row right there. Those are all the ones we got. Um, we got the red, red and black bad guy boxing hats for the black and gold ones, which I, I don't even have a black and gold one anymore. Cause you fuckers bought them all, which is great. I'll just order another one. It's all good. But yeah, finalshoppodcast.com. Go to the store. Where did the bad guy moniker come from? The bad guy moniker was given to me by uh dennis herman who is the other promoter for dakota boxing uh, dennis is a former professional wrestler where he he gets into that the storylines he likes to he likes to create a story with what's going on hence the the jesse arnett call out of rafi santoro the the jesse arnett fight against brian samuel was a good story at the time because floyd mayweather and conor mcgregor were going on but uh, so the bad guy moniker came from. Um, we did a thing for Dakota, where we brought the opponents, like the two people that were going to fight. We brought them on the Spice of Life podcast, and they could hash it out on there and talk. So we had Rob Nichols and uh, David Whittem. Rest his soul, poor David. Uh, he passed away, but uh, we had both those guys on there, and. Rob Nichols is uh he's a mild mannered, quiet kind of guy. Where Michael Short had put David Wynnum up to trying to talk shit with Rob on the podcast, which is fucking that's all good. I don't care. But 
you got to be good at it at least or at least put some effort into it but uh david pissed me off so bad that i went on like a social media tear shit talking this guy and uh dakota actually pitted us against each other where we were gonna have this massive grudge match and then i was scheduled to fight markel wetterburn and uh i had to go have knee surgery so that fight obviously never happened um where was i oh the bad guy moniker so with the amount of shit that i talked he he said i reminded him of razor ramon or something like that i can't remember exactly what he said but he called me the bad guy so we just kind of we ran with the bad guy nickname it works and uh we're not changing it so fuck it we'll just we're the bad guy uh a lot of people ask me what happened with the fallout with Dakota. I had a good relationship with Mike and uh, and Dennis, just from the come them coming on the show and and talking and whatnot, and they handled the the uh, the fallout from me not fighting on their card. Well, I actually helped them with it. I actually found them a replacement opponent, and then that replacement ended up pulling out. But that's not that's not my fault. But, uh, so we showed up to do press for Dakota for the Jesse Arnett, Brian Samuel fight. And it was right after, uh, right after the whole Tim Hag thing. So it was a, it was a sensitive time, like literally a week. So it was a real sensitive time. And we have a real, I'm really, really close with, uh, Mel Lubavik from KO Boxing we're so close that I call her my second wife. I talk to her a couple times a day, and uh, we're we're pretty close. We just don't talk about boxing. Like she calls my wife her sister wife. So Jesse Arnett and Brian Samuel are in the ring, and they're they they finish the fight, and Jesse Arnett is named the winner, which is all good. I thought Jesse won. So. Michael Short is just fucking fired up that the MMA guy came in and beat the, like, not fired up angry, fired up happy that the MMA guy came in and beat the boxer. So, who was it? Jeremy Ballantyne asked Luke and I to get in the ring for some pictures, which is, which is all good. So, Luke and I, we jump in the ring, and we start taking pictures. And as we're taking pictures... Michael Short's talking shit about how his his boxing card was a real event and the matches were all even and none of that shit that happened at KO would ever happen on a Dakota card. So when you start talking shit about KO boxing and Mel is when I get my back up and then I go on the offensive. I, I, the, best, the best defense... In, with words is a good offense. So I go, I didn't say anything to him to his face. I let him have his moment and, and finish out his night. But what, what you can't, you can't let that fly. Like if somebody said something about your mother or your sister, you're going to go back at them. So I retaliated because Mel, she's not going to do nothing to, she just sit there and laugh about it. She think it's funny. I don't. I didn't think it was funny. So I went back at Michael Short, and uh, and kind of put him in his place. 
Uh, he didn't like that very much. And then he shit-talked me to a bunch of promoters, which is, it is what it is. Listen, if they want to know about me, I ain't hard to find. I ain't hard to get a hold of. You can call me on the phone. You can email me. I'm very active on social media. I ain't hard to find. Michael Short, probably behind the scenes at home, I bet you he's a great guy. Michael Short, the promoter, is a fucking douchebag. Most promoters are. But uh, that's where the fallout with Dakota and myself came from was the, the shit talk towards KO Boxing and uh and mel we we just we don't have that we have a very close relationship with uh with ko we we cover everything that they do and uh i ain't having that it's not like i can go up and punch michael short in the face he's like fucking 109 i don't know what the hell i'm supposed to do so i just shit talked him he didn't like that um where is dario i don't know dario made a comeback two weeks ago and then has been fucking radio silent towards me for the last two weeks. So I have no idea where we're... Uh, he's playing around with Anthony Chiapetta. I seen on Instagram the other day they got the same pair of shoes. Fucking queers. But, so I put an Instagram post out. And I said, uh, Dario, where the fuck are you? You're missing. We need song of the week. But uh, the real deal stepped up. Ryan Ford, he stepped up and gave us Song of the Week. So Song of the Week this week is Bring It Out by DJ Esco. You can download it on iTunes. We will add it to the playlist on uh, on our iTunes thing, the Final Shot playlist. I don't know what's going to happen with uh, with training camp. So I'm in the gym a lot. I'm doing a lot of I'm doing a lot more shit than I'm used to doing. So I'm gonna still try to do the two shows a week. Whether they're gonna be an hour, I can't guarantee that. Whether it's gonna be a half an hour or twenty minutes, I'm still gonna put something out there that uh, that can kind of keep the ship going the right way. But talking to myself, I guess we'll address the Lino Santoro stuff too. Um, talking to myself for 45 minutes is, is kind of tough for an hour. Well, I think I did all right job. Um, some people asked some questions about Lino Santoro and the, the talk with boxing Alberta. I don't know anything about amateur boxing in Alberta. I know amateur boxing is a shit show and it's run by corrupt corporate yuppies that, uh, that kind of milky like amateur boxing is a very lucrative sport where the athletes don't get any of the money so lino has been involved with with amateur boxing in alberta i know from good sources that the stuff he's been saying as of recent are truthful and they're not lies so he issued a uh a uh, a challenge to anybody from boxing alberta to come on his show and debate him I look forward to seeing if that happens, but probably won't. It's fucking Lino, man. Lino's crazy. Um, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I got some things to do. I got a barbecue to build today. Uh, our barbecue shit the bed. So I'm going to venture outside and try to put this thing together in 40-degree weather. Uh, again, song of the week, guys. Esco or DJ Esco, bring it out. 
Um, we're brought to you. The podcast is brought to you by Buds and Leaves. www.budsandleaves.com. Get yourself a Buddha stick. Get yourself some CBD capsules. Get yourself the Smile Spray. Guys, follow these guys on the gram too. It's at Buds and Leaves or at Smile. Smile Canada, I believe. Or get yourself some of that fucking Snoop Dogg shit. You can go over there and get higher than giraffe pussy. Boom. Budsandleaves.com. Uh, we're also brought to you by Monster Headphones. They're the best headphones in the business. Go to www.monsterstore.com. Get yourself a pair of eye clarities or the eye sport earbuds or the over-ear ones. They're fucking waterproof. Not playing around. Box runner shoes. They're the best shoes in boxing. Ankle support. Breathable. Good traction on these fuckers, too. You can run outside. You can do CrossFit in them. Go to www.boxrunners.com. Get yourself a pair of high-top box runner shoes. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Onnit. Let's go over to www.onnit.com and go over to the Onnit Academy and check out the Onnit 6. Get shredded for the summer with Onnit 6. And while you're there, pick yourself up a keto box. There's only a couple hundred of keto boxes left this month. So go over and subscribe to the Onnit Keto Box. Brendan Schaub and Aubrey Marcus put these things together and uh, they give you guys a sample of the best keto products that are on the market right now. Well, hopefully I didn't bore you guys to tears today. Uh, I don't know who I'm going to. I'm going to have a guest on Thursday 100%. And we're not going to try to fucking run this thing into the ground while I'm in fight camp. But, guys, thanks for tuning in. That's the final shot.